It's February the 15th, 2012. I'm Mike Benedetti. This is 508, a show about Worcester today on the show. Special guest, Sue Gately. Hi, Sue. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Jim Kirsten, back on the show. How are you, Michael? A-okay. And Brendan Malikin. How are you? Very good. And I think that we have now had as, as much hard news on this episode of the show as Go Local Worcester has on their first day. We'll be talking about Go Local Worcester later in the show. Um... But mostly we're going to talk about the library board because you two, Sue and Jim, are on the you guys are on the library board. That's right. And you're the vice president of the library. Board. I am. All right. Um, I feel like I have a lot of questions about the library board. I guess the first question is like, is I, I guess the first questions are more like uh, non-policy questions. They're like, how did you get involved in the library board? Well, I've been a library user for a long, long time. You know, sure. it's it's been a place that I've found to work very well for a lot of very funny things. I, I, a long, long time ago, I used to have a business. Okay. And um, we did applique, so it was value-added onto um, other fabric. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to get a lot of custom work and a lot of requests for very unusual things or things I didn't know about. For okay. instance, somebody wanted me to do an applique of an Appaloosa horse. And I didn't know what an Appaloosa horse looked like, mm. so I would call the library and I would say, can you describe to me an Appaloosa horse? Sure. And they would. And uh, then when I was doing some work on a degree, um, I wanted to find out some more about uh, the history of higher education in Worcester. Mm-hmm. And the collection there is just beyond belief. So I sort of learned another thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, just, you know, taking my kids there uh, for programs when they were younger and going to the branch library when there used to be one in Tatnick Square. And um, another job I had, I, um, I used libraries not just here in the city but throughout uh, the region to let people know about a program I was running. Mm. So they just sort of seem to be a really central kind of a place that uh, reaches a variety of people and, you know, just has an awful lot to offer. So somebody said to me, I think you'd be a good library board member. Would you be interested in applying? And I said, I I guess I would. Mm -hmm. I had had an experience on a board um, at one other time and it was a really good experience, and I, I love doing things for Worcester, so mm-hmm. I thought that would be a good fit for me. So How long have you been doing the library board for? This is my fourth term, so I'm just starting the fourth term, and there are these are six-year terms. Oh, so you've been on the library board for... Three years, really. Okay. Yeah. Wait a second, three years. Yeah, so I'm just starting the fourth. The fourth year? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, of your six years? That's right. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Jim, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? Good. How, so, were you on the library board the last time we talked to you? No, I wasn't. How did you get onto the library board? How did, how did um, that happen to you? Well, actually, uh, she called me, yeah, Susan called me and said, mm-hmm. uh, there, you know, there was an opening. And uh, to me, it was something that, um, you know, I think like a lot of people, I had these memories of going there as a child. And, uh, you know, the big giraffe in the children's room, um, you know, kind of was a, a central part of, 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 you know, my early childhood. And, and going into... Um, you know, using the library as you, you know, grow older and do different type of projects. And I think now, was, to, to me, it was also a very interesting time because there is a, uh, there's a new head librarian there um, who's, who's very proactive. And uh, I think now is a time that 
we can really do a lot um, and enhance the library and, and, and grow it for, you know, to do more than what it's doing now, which is it's doing a tremendous amount. Um, well, this is what I want to ask you guys about then is this library policy because I love the library. Mm -hmm. You know, like I definitely love the library. I love books. Libra I mean, I love librarians. And any librarian immediately is super hot in my opinion. Mm -hmm. There's nothing about the library that I do not like. I like being yelled at for being loud. Mm -hmm. I like homeless people. I like kids being rowdy. I like every aspect of the library so much. What I feel like I I feel like I have some idea of what I think are library issues these days. But what are what are what are the library issues? What are the big issues that you guys on the library board are talking about nowadays? Well, it's always uh, funding, of course, right. like it is for everybody. But even that aside, I think the biggest issue that we spend a lot of time talking about is how can we be better? How can we get out further and further into the community? What kind of services are we missing? We talk a lot about losing the, the branches and mm. wishing we could get them back in some yeah, way. Yeah. So it, I would say that most of our work is thinking about how to make things better. How to make things better, how to get people, more people into the library? Well, uh, yeah, it's always good to have more people because um, people find it so useful once they start. Yeah. And we know that it would be a good resource, but more so um, trying to be open much more than we are because the uh, budget has really cut us back pretty severely okay. over the last few years, quite a few years. So, yeah. you know, we get some funding from some wonderful philanthropic people in the city, and we have these, you know, open Sunday deals. Um, that's, that's where you're able to be open Sunday because you have different people exactly who are willing right. to fund that. That's right, and that's what we do with that money is mm -hmm. we just stay open on Sundays. I think what people don't realize about libraries is that there are all these rules about how you can be open, and you have to have a very particular staffing um, situation in order to even be open. You mean like the number of people who need to be on hand to... And it's not just the number, it's the qualifications that mm. those people have. Okay. So you can't just have people who would like to work on Sundays. Right. You have to have somebody who has this capability and that capability and credential right um in order to be able to be open so it becomes really complex when you look at okay you have to be open so many hours to keep your accreditation mm. and then in order to do that you have to do all these algorithms to figure out who who can be here at what time in order to have the right thing happen mm. so we try to figure out um how which branch needs to be open we have two branches the main library in two branches. One is at Great Brook Valley, mm -hmm. and that's very small, and it really only services kids for the most part, although lots of adults use it too, but it's very small. And it's really there, you know, for um, computer access and mm -hmm. maybe some homework help, that sort of thing. Uh, very limited hours, but the branch in Greendale is incredibly busy, mm. and it's still very tiny. That is a small building. It's yeah. very tiny, very cute, mm -hmm. um, wonderful people that work there, but you have to do the same thing. So if we're not open downtown on a Tuesday night, we'll make sure that the Greendale branch is open on Tuesday night mm -hmm. uh, and just trying to juggle to make sure that people get as much service as we possibly can get to them. Yeah. And, and also too with the, um, 
you know, the library isn't what it always was. It was it's not just a, a kind of a house of books anymore or, right. or a reference center. I mean, it's a reference center, but it's not the traditional reference center. Um, and that, that's part of our challenges, too, is, is how do we keep growing the library and enhancing on the programs? I mean, we have, um, if you have an e, if you got an e-reader for Christmas, um, whether it be like, you know, a, um, an iPad Kindle, or a Kindle. A Kindle Fire or, or an iPhone or an Android um, phone. You can, with your library card from your house, you can log on and uh, there's an app. It's called Overdrive. Mm-hmm. I think it's right, and, yes. and and you can right from your from your house, you can go on and there and there's ebooks for you to rent for free, mm-hmm. um, you know, for uh, seven or fourteen days, you know, it's services like that and, and innovations like that that are really important uh, that you know that that the library is providing now, and you know that we need to also get this message out and see what you know and, and, and get out there and talk to people and see what you know what other services would be useful. What would you like to see in your library? Um, and you know, I think that's something that the board is taking very serious now is getting more involved in the community and also, you know, in, in growing and you know, wanting to grow the library in many different ways. Um, you know, people don't know about the talking book program that we have. Hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's for, for people that uh, you know are visually impaired. That, that you know, this is a major pro, you know uh, thing that we that we run through through Worcester. Yeah. So so the other th- I mean, these are two questions that I think I wanted to drill down with you on more of the question of like making the library a community space um and then the question of dealing with technology moving forward brandon do you have any i do i'll let you handle the technology my, my question was really going to be uh and, and i don't want to i don't want this to be an uncomfortable question but do you folks on the board really feel as though the city or the administration takes the institution seriously uh, today like it's and i know that's a weird question but it seems as though that whenever we do come across some free cash or what have you in the city, you can almost guarantee where it's going to go. It'll be like public safety, might be some road repairs or what have you. But we've got this institution that if not for, you know, the, the last pilot uh, chip that we got from the Mass College of Pharmacy, we might still be talking about fewer days being open and what have you. Where you know, I like to think that there are a handful of institutions out there that are pu- truly public institutions that, you know, advancements in technology aside, they need to be there, right? I mean, you don't have a library, you're not a city, obviously. Um, and I'd go so far as to say that I'm one of those people that thinks a library should be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's just as a matter of practice. And I oftentimes wonder whether or not it's become something that is almost viewed as uh, just a, a cash cow. You know, this, this little place that we, we lose money uh, from the perspective of the administration, which I hope I'm wrong in. But you know, is well, it just prioritized differently these days? Well, or is it... I think that's part of the job um, that we have on the board. Um, and it's the, the, the you know the job of, of us to be you know to be the the voice and almost like the lobbyists and of the library uh, that's part of you know why you know we're coming out and doing this show is so people can understand what we do and the importance of what we do and, and the vast web that we cast what do you um, what do you do what, what do people need to know about that they maybe don't know about well I mean you know if you're if you're looking for a job we run programs to help people uh, you know formulate their resume mm-hmm. Um whether it be that or the, the e-reader stuff or, or reading a, you know, a, a book to your children. Um, if you want to come in, there's some local authors that come in from time to time, or not even local. I mean, there's some big, you know, some decent name authors that, that come in. And, and uh, it's all these services. Or if you want to, you know, rent a room for free. Uh, they, you know, we provide two rooms at the, uh, at the library for, for community gathering. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, these are all very important things. And, and it's our role to, you know, to, to let people know what we offer and the importance of what we offer. And... You know, collectively, we can you know impress upon you know whether it be anyone you know the administration or the, you know whoever you know any funding source we can we can help lobby a, um, a philanthropic organization. 
um, any any way we can to enhance you know to enhance the library is, is is really our role as board members directly. But it's it's our role as a community, kind of indirectly, to mm -hmm. all kind of get behind this and, sure. and and really you know make sure that our library is you know and continues to be a first class, first rate institution. But I would say to answer your question, Brendan. I do think that the city is behind mm -hmm. the library. Um, I think they see it as an asset to the city in a lot of ways. Um, just its sheer location mm -hmm. and trying to um, grow the downtown and enhance the downtown, I think they're very aware of the uh, situational role that mm -hmm. it plays. But I think they're also very... Um, impressed, and I think Mark uh, Contois, our new um, new ish uh, head librarian, has done a really good job with that. Is uh, helping them to see what opportunities there are for that kind of synergy mm -hmm. to really strengthen the city and the personality of the city and all the good feelings that community people have about um, the mm -hmm. city. I think they're really recognizing the value of that, yeah. and um, they've actually provided a considerable amount of resources, but I agree with Jim that the board's role uh, is really to kind of keep an eye on that, right. because um, this board is set up quite differently than most boards in the city. Okay. Uh, there's an autonomous aspect to it that has to do with the uh, bequest from Mr. Green, who gave the money for the library. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, there are lots of rules and regulations mm -hmm. as to how we operate. And so our budget is a little bit different. Um, we are a city department. And, uh, you know, it's not like we're um, a service that the city provides. We're sort of on the outside of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that helps us. But it also... Um, provides people who are on the board with, I think, probably a bigger responsibility than you might realize. Let me ask you. Well, let me ask you about that. So, besides besides your role as board members and sort of doing outreach from from the library to the rest of the city, what kind of what kind of power and responsibility do the library board members have? Well, they manage the entire budget. There is a financial committee and a treasurer, and they are the ones who. Um, sanction the expenses. If mm. these don't go to the city or the city council for their vote, it's all done right there by the board. So, so, if, the, so if the library says, oh, we have to start closing on Wednesdays because we don't have enough money, that's a decision that ultimately the library board makes? Yes, I'd say ultimately, yes, but um, there is a mix of how the money gets to us. Um, okay. So the city uh, does provide a budget. Right. Um, and then we, we determine how that budget is um, used. Right. Then there's, you know, there are other complex things where the city does get involved in uh, the administration aspect, and that's with um, uh, there are union and non-union members there, so there are, are different capacities that people fill. And when they um, have to cut a budget or they have to cut personnel, there's a formula that would be used in any circumstance that right. has to do with union or non-union people. So the city would be involved in that because they are city employees. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that's exactly what I was getting at in a way. Was that um, you know, as an institution, you know, I'll be the first to admit there's probably a period of ten years I didn't step foot in the building. Right. As mm -hmm. I in my twenties, just it, sure. it wasn't there. It wasn't that I needed as a service. Now that I'm a parent, I'm back in there on a regular basis. 
Uh, and it's, as an institution, one of those things that you just hope is always going to be there, uh, especially when you forget about it and then remember that it's there and that you should be taking advantage of it, much like public safety or you know, public works or what have you. But sometimes it's hard to uh, get a handle on. Uh, you, know, you folks are steering the ship on the inside, uh, the outside, where the, the sources of funding come from. You know, it's nice to hear that you folks actually do think that they're taken seriously because yeah. it's, a, it's an institution that obviously probably could be cut loose uh, to a certain extent without... You'd have some outcry from users, but it's also we've got lots of outcry when we start making cuts in the city, and it isn't always necessarily dealt with appropriately. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's also important too. I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk in the city about how do we get people downtown? How do we, you know, get them walking around downtown? And if you look at the sheer number of people that come in and out of that library, it's it's it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so I think in in that aspect alone, it, it the institution itself has to be taken seriously. Yeah. I mean, uh, I have so many questions for you guys at the library, but first I have to ask Brendan a question. How many pull-ups can you do? No idea. It's More fine. than you. Do you <laughs> probably so. Do you, do you want to do these first, or do you want me to do them? No, go ahead. You didn't Here, hold the camera. Hold the camera. All right. Pull-up challenge. Pull-up bar. This is the first, by the way, this is the first pull-up challenge I've ever seen between a gentleman in a bow tie and a gentleman in a tie. Mm-hmm. This, this is not them off because, either. Just because you're doing, you know, just because you're doing, do, do, do this way or this way. Whatever works best for you. I, I prefer cupped, but yeah. This one. Well, he has names to them. <laughs> I think it might be supinated. It might be pronated. I don't know. All right. Let me know. Somebody from the library show board should be able to uh, help us out. Library board members, let me know if I'm somehow cheating on form here. I don't get a lot of pull-ups. We'll... Yeah, you have me nervous that you're on the inside there, though. We could just close this door and you could tell us, knock, and then tell us that you just did 20. Here we go. Ooh. One. So you're doing full extensions, huh? Almost two, two. two. Almost two. Well, I'll give you two. <sighs> All right. That's it. One and one and one point nine. One and one point nine. One point nine. Okay. You mind if I stay over here? <sighs> you can oh, do it that I way. I want to see your face struggling. Turn yeah. around. You don't. You want to. You. One. Two. Three. Four. Jesus. Five. It's floating now. Six. Seven. Eight. Wow. <laughs> And so we'll just leave it there. All right. Yeah. Not bad. Nine, nine, nine or ten. Nine or ten. Nine or ten. Let's ask. Uh, I want to talk about. I kind of want to talk about. Should we talk about Go Local Worcester first, I'm or should we go more, back to libraries? I would though? like to hear. You, you were about to go down the path of technology. I think it's important. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. So. Talking about Go. You're, what are you saying? Technology at the library. We should talk about the library. You know what? Let's talk about Go Local Worcester. They had their first. Uh, they they launched today. Yes. There is nothing worth reading there. It's just. It's like the pulse. Uh, you know, I brought this as a thing because people don't know what the pulse is. This is the pulse. Everybody knows the pulse. You know, like I don't criticize the pulse on this show because honestly, I feel like the pulse is not aimed at me. I'm not in their demographic. Yeah. Go Local Worcester. I feel like I'm supposed to be in the demographic of a news website about Worcester. Uh-huh. And yet, I don't know what this is. I think they are filling a niche, which is going to be uh, almost a replacement for sort of network news, the the sort of media market we don't have here, which is that sort of slash and burn style of reporting that even if you take a positive, somehow you put a negative spin on it uh, because you've got a short attention span for your viewership. That seems to be what they're doing, but day one wasn't impressed. (sighs) That's our commentary. I mean, they had this huge story today about Tim Murray, right? And it was somehow that the headline of the story seemed to be accusing him of doing wrong for 
not bringing casinos to Worcester. Let me see. The story was did about, Murray desert Worcester in casino bill? So does, this is the so and this is the thing about how Tim Murray, supporter of casinos in Massachusetts, one of the top official public officials to get donations from the casino people in Massachusetts. Um. There's this whole zoning, casino zoning thing, which apparently something flipped so that it now Worcester goes from being likely to get a casino to unlikely to get a casino by this zoning flip. Um, and the question is, does, is, does there some sort of problem here? The implication here, the more I read this, I guess the implication is like, because you're a supporter of casinos, somehow you're responsible for everything in the bill. Even though Vincent Pedoni, representative of Worcester, actually took credit for the zoning change, because he doesn't want casinos in Worcester. Well, Nonetheless, maybe secretly Tim well, Murray did this. The headline was sort of focused on something absurd, which is that somehow Tim should both be faulted for not bringing casinos to Worcester, but then also being a statewide politician, uh, that Worcester should be his he only owes focus. owes something, somehow. Which is a bizarre angle to put I it. Don't it seems more it like they saw lobbying money and figured that there, there would be a sure thing for Worcester, found out that wasn't the case, and but they were too deep in the research and decided to write a story anyway, so I, framed it around something inane. Unlike some people on this show, I'm no fan of Tim Murray, but I gotta say, I don't even know what this story is. Anyway, this is the only thing, this is the only thing in there. I should talk, though, about other stuff around the city of Worcester that you could get for free. That's pretty cool. Vocero, Hispano Vocero, the, uh, or Vocero Hispano, I guess, the, uh, the Spanish language paper, actually has had a couple of cover stories that I noticed the last few weeks. Here's one about Kevin Kassen, and here's one about the uh, Occupy Worcester NDAA protest. Well, there you go. It's like a different, more a little bit more of a radical twist for them. Uh, actually, I found paper copies of The Onion at uh, Acoustic Java, nice. which is kind of cool. So Are you can get them. What? I don't know. I should I ask. Never, I should ask seen them those where they got them. Anyway, so if you if you want a paper copy of The Onion, you can go there. Also, have you read uh, Have you read Fugazi Owl Babies? I have not read. This is this is a this is a co- this is a little mashup comic book that Joe DeGeorge has put out. Fugazi Owl Babies. What's all the fuss? Their mother, Al, asked. By the way, library, show, reading, children's book. What's all the fuss? Their mother, Al, asked. I wasn't at a show. You knew Fugazi has been on hiatus since 2002. The baby owls thought. All owls think a lot. I knew it, said Sarah. Well, and I knew it, said Percy. I love my mommy, you, said Bill. You just Bill. read the end of the story. No, this is one more page. Oh. There's, a, there's a back page. It's kind of like it's a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert, Fugazi has been yeah, a hiatus since 2002. Um, I want to ask you guys about, actually more than technology, because I could just go on and on about technology. I want to ask you about expanding the library to be more of a com- community space. Because I know that this is what people talk about. And like technology is technology, like whatever. Maybe the book goes away in 10 years. That doesn't affect making the library a community space. I can think of two constituencies at the library using it as a community space, where at least I've heard from other library board members some rumblings of what is, this, what is the policy here, what's the story here. One is the young people. They have their space downstairs. Like young people, they're loud. The librarians are always yelling at them. Always warms my heart, both sides of that equation. The other thing is homeless people being in the library, sleeping in the library, causing trouble in the library sometimes, passing out in the library sometimes. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Um, I just I just I just throw this out there to open up that question to you guys about expanding the library's use as a community space. Because when I was a kid, the library was not a community space. Like when I was a kid, I was not allowed to go to the second floor of my library. 
I was actually never allowed to go outside of the children's section of my library when I was a little kid. I remember whenever I was like eight or whatever, and finally I could get the different library card that I could be like, ah, I get to look at books with not pictures in them. <laughs> um, whereas this is totally a different model. I don't think I've gotten that one yet. Than the Worcester <laughs> Library. <laughs> you know, you just have to hang out by the kids' books. Anyway, so what, 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 what can you say to me about this stuff? Well, the first thing I would ask is, what do you mean by community space? I guess I mean this, this, this thing of saying, well, the library is a place where you could check out books, but the library is also a place where a lot of people could go to do other things. They could have meetings at the library. They could use the library for teaching, for learning, for all sorts of things that would not involve just like, <laughs> oh, it's a warehouse yeah, for I books. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's, that's part of what we're doing by coming out and doing shows like this. Right. Um, is, is really letting people know that this is a community space. Right. Um, you know, we do have rooms that if you have a public meeting, you can come there. Right. Uh, you know, you, you, as long as you, you know, call ahead and reserve the room, it's, it's, it's free of charge. Right. Um, there's, we, did, we saw a video last night. There's three uh, students from WPI that are putting together, that, that are working with library staff, yeah. where during the school vacation week, uh, you know, kids can come in and learn how to program video games. Yeah. Uh, it's things like that that, that really... You know, are, are different features to our library that that will you know bring more people in and provide a different experience. Well, here's the, maybe this is this is the question I'm asking. Then is like is like this this clash between the old model of the library, which is this is a place to, to store books, this is a place to read books, this is a place where you do not talk, this is a place where you just need to be very calm and very quiet, versus saying this is a place where you come to do all sorts of other things. And like the idea of, well, once I leave the meeting space, suddenly I'm going to stop talking to the people with me or suddenly, you know, like that, that that's a I bit think, of a I weird think it really thing. depends where you are in the library. Um, you know, there are, uh, you know, reference areas and, and, and research areas. Um, but, you know, if you go to the, to the, like the media center on the first floor, you'll see a few people, you know, laughing at, you know, Honey Badger on, the, uh, on YouTube. Yes. Um, you know, I think that's a good thing. Um, it just, you know, everything's, again, it's, it's being appropriate. And yeah. respectful. I mean, uh, you yeah. know, you can talk to someone, have a conversation, and uh, yeah, have a few laughs in certain areas. But you know, it's inappropriate to do that in other areas. Is it? We yes. do have um, people who will say it's too loud here. Yes. Or um, and what we do do is we um, mark mm-hmm. quiet places. Okay. And there are signs there that will that will say this is a quiet area. Yes. Um, but the whole downstairs is pretty open. Um, and it is where the kids, the, the children's room is a pretty big area. And I'm thinking of the teen, the teen room. The is teen being, room is a big area, and that's yes. a busy, busy place with yeah. teens. And as a matter of fact, Worcester has done a phenomenal job attracting teens to the library, mm-hmm. yeah. um, more so than most libraries, so that they use it um, not only for their own things, but uh, they have a very active anime group. And they have a very active literary group where mm-hmm. they do writing and uh, a real mix of kids. Well, uh, well these, are, these are good problems to have, I should yeah. say. That, like, I mean, we could be sitting here talking about, like, oh, there's never anybody at the library. But it's yeah. like, no, there's so many people at the library and they're having such a good time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it, it, it is great. And, and um, we're expanding kind of our, our involvement, our community involvement every day and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bringing more people in. And, and I think people go there and... You know whether you you know you want to read a book by yourself and enjoy it that way, that that area is provided. If you want to you know be part of a social gathering, that's provided as well. And mm-hmm. uh, or you know you, you do both. Um, or if you if, you know like I said, you can enjoy it at your house. Um, these are these are things that you know we're doing. Um, you know we're working with um, you know different uh, different 
city agencies and, and, and really expanding the library that way as well. Hmm. Um, you know, with the uh, Worcester Telegram uh, selling their downtown office. Right. I mean, they came up and they, and, you know, and they said, hey, can you store a bunch of our old stuff? So, oh, really? Yeah, they have literally, I think it was like five or six huge uh, bookcases in the basement, all full of old... Uh, They've um, actually got Lee Campbell banging on the wall right now. <laughs> <laughs> we return that. But <laughs> along those lines... I'm sorry. No, we, the, we have, you have two minutes. The, do you folks have any concerns as a board then that, you know, Mike was talking about all the, the extras on top of like an institution of, of research or learning. Are there ever any, any concerns or you folks ever discussed maybe we're losing sight of the initial mission? Like, are there... When someone proposes maybe an expansion of community spaces or, uh, you know, using Spurton spaces maybe for public art or just making sure people can come come and go. Are there ever any internal concerns that, you know, maybe something is starting to steal focus from the initial mission of why we're here, which is, you know... A no, I don't think anybody has ever brought that up. I think that um, the talk has been more of, you know, bringing, servicing more <laughs> interests. You know, we were just looking recently at... Um, instituting a small business center or or mm. a business center oh. where uh, you, there would be some expertise developed, sure. there would be a collection developed, there would be uh, very particular access to um, uh, online uh, maps or whatever would be useful yeah. uh, to businesses so that they could use it because we have these unique, uh, really wonderful collections of things that groups come in and use. They, uh, there's a grant resource center there, so there are a lot of people who come to learn how to write grants, or uh, and there are workshops there that will help people to write grants. There's genealogy program there that's very highly used. Lots of people come and spend time studying genealogy. We have to wrap up the show. I'm sure. sorry, we're running down to like our last 20 seconds. Well, see, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> Sue, thanks for being on the show. Jim, thanks for being on the show. Thank you very much. Brendan Melican, pull-up champion. I'm Mike Benedetti. Thanks for watching Five Boy. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.